0: From Jerusalem,
1: Israel, this is From the Midwest to the Middle East, the podcast that explores everything new in U.S. and Israeli economy. Here's your host, Philip Stein.
0: I'm really pleased to be having this podcast today. First of all, this episode is brought to you by Philip Stein and Associates, the largest U.S. CPA firm in Israel. Providing U.S. tax services to Israelis, Americans, corporations, startups, and anyone else needing them. Hi. I'm very excited today, first of all, to be back online. it's It's been a little bit bit of a break for me, uh, but I, we're restarting our podcast with a very exciting podcast. Uh, topic and very exciting guests about something that i think is uh, near and dear to many of my listeners whether they're vatikim or they're listening to this uh from north america uh, about Aliyah. and uh, today i have uh, larry itzaki and rafi shulman who are going to talk about their company, Olim Advisors. Now, let me give you a little background to both of them. Larry Yitzhakky is a pro at making Aliyah, having done it three times herself. Uh, after dealing with being a lone soldier studying social work at Hebrew U and moving back to Israel three times she is a pro at helping others with their Aliyah. Lara loves spending time with her family preferably by the beach. Lara brings nearly 10 years of experience in helping individuals and families from around the world to emigrate to Israel. She's a highly professional and proactive offering personalized Aliyah guidance including providing on-ground support and expert advice. strategic rela- relationship with key partners and professionals around Israel she has the resources to handle any Aliyah case in 216 Lara founded Olim advisors with her brother Rafi Shulman and together they have helped over 12,000 Olim and Anglos the quality of their staff personable friendly attentive loyal and efficient speaks worlds of what Olim advisors can do for you now, Rafi, your bio is a little shorter than that, but after <laughs> 20 years of 20 year career in the corporate world, uh, Rafi decided to leave it all behind and focused on his true passion, also helping people realize their dream of living in Israel. Since 2016, Rafi, with his partner Lara, and the rest of the Olim advisor team have helped thousands of people make Aliyah to Israel. And deal with the challenges they encounter on a regular basis Rafi's primary responsibilities include marketing and identifying growth opportunities for the company and when Rafi isn't working he's enjoying spending time with his wife kids and their dog I guess not at the beach okay Uh, the only sovereign the family welcome Lara and Rafi thank you Philip thanks for having us okay so I think one thing we all have in common, we were all Olim at some point. Uh, as Lara said, she did it three times. Uh, fortunately, I only did it once uh, many, many years ago. But, you know, I think when people mention Aliyah these days, sort of the uh, immediate connection, if you say Aliyah, they're probably their first word if they're from North America would be Nefesh but Nefesh. Uh, but you, can you tell us what makes Olim de- Advisors different from that uh, organization that comes to so many people's mind these days? And I'll leave it to either one of you to answer that question.
1: Yeah, sure. So absolutely. So actually, when we were starting um, Olim Advisors, we really the beginning was going to Nefesh nefesh and understanding what they offer to Olim and what they still feel is a, is still needed that they do not offer. And that's where we started Illum Advisors. We really give a very personalized service dealing with things such as making appointments for all the bureaucracy here, having someone from our staff actually go with them to the appointments, tell them exactly where to be, what to bring with them, and meeting them there. We help with Priya Aliyah um, on a personalized level to such details as what community they want to move to, giving them names of realtors, helping to find schools, planning pilot trips on their behalf, um, helping to register for schools. And then once they get here, we, we guide them and follow them however long they decide with things such as setting up their internet, utilities to switch to their names, which we all know how not fun that is, um, automatic payments being set up, and so on and so forth. Really details to the utmost degree, um, holding their hands. And it's something that Nafesh B'nafesh, um felt is needed, but they do not do. So um, we are very different. We are very personalized. What Nafesh Banafish done is amazing. Um, but people today need so much more. They really expect that extra hand-holding. And, um, and that's what Women Advisors does. We, we really um, become very close to our clients. We understand their needs. And we try to help them to make their Aliyah as easy and as smooth as possible.
0: Great. Okay, so again, from my historic perspective, uh, my contemporaries who came on Aliyah in the 70s and 80s, it seems to me, that aliyah is so much easier now. Is is that statement a myth or fact?
2: So it is. It is easier in some respects. Um there's a lot of organizations, first of all, that help people. So you mentioned Nefesh Benefesh and, of course, lim Advisors. Um, but there's uh, placement companies, you know, companies that help you find a job and if you need uh, tax uh, accountants and so on and so forth. So there are a lot of companies to help with the transition. The other thing is that um, Israel now is, is – uh, the culture here is much more similar to the U.S. and U.K. and other, other countries around the world. And so that jarring – transition from where you're coming from to Israel is less so of a transition. And so for many people, um, it is easier these days. Um, Also, when you think about it from a career point of view a lot of people can work remotely so in the true. past when they were coming in their so you know when they came, very the true Chinese, they would have to quit their job and start a career from the beginning here now they don't have to do that um, and also more so is that a lot of the jobs and a lot of the companies now you don't have to be fluent in hebrew if you don't speak hebrew well you can still get a job you can still be successful that wasn't so much the case uh beforehand and so for many aspects i think it is easier i think the one thing though that is different is that when people came in the 70s and 80s uh they came and they weren't really expecting much they came and they said okay we'll we'll figure it out now when ulim come they're expecting much more help they're expecting the transition to be much smoother and easier and so i think part of it is just managing the expectations Right. And knowing that when you come here, it's going to be challenging, but, uh, you know, you'll be OK. And so I think it has become a lot easier, but you still have to come with the right uh, frame of mind to be successful here. So once
0: they come here again, we're, we're now fast forwarding to 2022. What, what are some of the most critical decisions Olim need to make either right before they get on the plane or immediately after their arrival?
1: So in my mind, there's uh, several things. The first um, decision to make is really where they're gonna live. Uh, Do they wanna live in a certain geographic location? Is it important for them to live up north, down south, or very central? They want a place that has public transportation, cultural centers. Do they wanna live by the beach? The second thing that's very important is to understand just like you were probably budgeting beforehand is to budget here. So what, what, what fits into your budget, which location is good for you and just to understand what the lifestyle here is, what the cost of living here is rentals um, of a home, purchasing Mm -hmm. the the monthly expenses, what food's going to cost you and to understand all these things beforehand. So you're planning, planning to me is one of the most important things. So again, planning where you're going to live community wise. Are you looking for a place that's a a big city, a smaller place, religious, not religious, Mix so on and so forth um, to understand the cost of living. And the last thing that I think is so important is understanding the healthcare here, what it covers, and if you want anything over. So we have national healthcare here that covers everyone and anyone, no matter what age they are and no matter if they have any pre-existing conditions. And in those four coupons that cover this, there's different levels, but beyond that, do you wanna keep your healthcare from where you're coming from? Some people that's very important to them do you feel like you would need private insurance beyond the national healthcare and what's covered? So I think those are three main important things to really understand and to make decisions about before getting here. And that'll help the transition to be that much better, that much more successful.
0: Now, Rafa, you mentioned in in, in our previous, and I'm gonna address this to you, about Hebrew is not as important, okay? Uh, That it may have been once upon a time. I mean, again, we have today Google Translate, uh, a lo- a lot more israelis speak english there's english news feeds uh, you can watch uh, you know american or, or north american television but do you th- do you think they people still need to learn hebrew to have a successful absorption
2: so it's not it's not an absolute requirement like it was maybe in the past but it definitely makes a difference and it definitely helps if you just think about one's day-to-day life going into the supermarket talking to a taxi driver calling you know the local uh, electric company you need to be able to have a working hebrew at least a basic level of hebrew uh, to get around and to feel And to get things done. And, you know, when when you make aliyah, there's a number of OPAN programs that are available to help you get to this level, whether it's the public ones that have been around for a long time or private ones that are now being subsidized by uh, the government. But I think the bottom line is um, to give people the sense of empowerment. You know, a lot of Olim are successful professionals, parents, uh, people. Um, And then they come here and it's just very hard for them to communicate and to get things done. And so they have to rely on their kids or their friends or their neighbors. And so I think to have that basic understanding really uh, makes that transition much easier. And so I would definitely recommend that people learn Hebrew beforehand if they have the time. So if somebody's not making Aliyah for another year plus, then they have time to again, pick up that basic level. Or if not, then they, uh, they should really try Um, And do that here. And I guess one piece of advice I'd like to share with people is to not be embarrassed to use Hebrew, right? To kind of, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not accurate, just use it, use it, use it. And that's Mm -hmm. the best way of getting better.
0: Okay, that's a that's a very helpful answer. So, I'll start my next question with with uh, something I like to say. Very often, when when my children or uh, new grandchildren appear on the scene, I I see the the agalote or the baby carriages that they come in with, and I often say, I I bought cars for less than what these what these agalote cost uh, when I when I was young, and and I actually think about the first apartment my wife and I bought. Uh, In Yerushalayim, I I don't think you could buy a room today for for the cost of that apartment. And I know this is one of the services that that Olim Advisors offers as well. But with regard to new Olim, what are some of the challenges they face when renting or buying uh, residential real estate these days in Israel?
2: So there's a few challenges. The first one is that most um, Olim don't buy a home before they make Aliyah. They rent because they're not sure where they're going to end right. up, and and so for most them they want to have that home already um, in place before they make Aliyah. You know, it's not ideal to move into an Airbnb for a few weeks and then look for a home once you first get to Israel. So ideally you wanna have a home rented. And that's one area that we definitely help. Um, you know, in terms of, as Laura mentioned, finding the right communities and neighborhoods. And then we also work with um, realtors to help Olim find a home and rent a home before they get to Israel. Now, working with the right realtors and real estate professionals is another big challenge because There are a lot of people who are in the real estate industry and you just want to make sure that you're working with the right people and this this is especially important when you're buying because philip as you mentioned uh real estate in israel is extremely expensive in fact tel aviv was recently recognized as the most expensive city in the world and so when you're spending you know uh, a million dollars plus on on a home you want to make sure that you uh, are doing it the right way and that really comes into play in two different ways. First of all, the process of buying a home in Israel is very different than buying a home in the States and the UK and other countries. For example, there's a concept here of buying on paper, which means that you buy a home before it's built, right? You get a discount sometimes of 10, 15%. So there's an advantage to that. But the downside of that is that you're going to pay it over time. And in Israel, your payment or the, the amount that you owe Is tied to the building index, which right now is pretty significant. It's uh, you know around three quarters of a percent or a percent Mm -hmm. per month. So if you're buying a home and you're not paying for another twelve months, twenty-four months, thirty-six months, the amount of money that you owe can can increase pretty quickly. So the challenge is first is understanding the buying process. And the second thing is working with the right professionals. And that's where we come in is that um, we really protect our clients. It doesn't matter if you're renting or buying. It doesn't matter if you're spending a million dollars, $10 million, or if you're living up north or south. You need somebody that can protect your interests. You need somebody who can introduce you to the right realtors, the right mortgage brokers, the right uh, lawyers. And that's what we help you do. Okay. So, Lara,
0: I know that you've told me a little. You you actually go with people to to the banks. Can you tell a little about... You know, how you really, you know, how would you say, really walk people literally through the process?
1: Absolutely. I had a client came in and he said, my last name is spelled this way. And we up and he said, no, in Hebrew, it's spelled this way. And the client said, but this is how my Yiddish grandmother spent it, spelled it 100 years ago. And this is what I wanted to be. And so I stand there and I go to them in a helit, and we have to call Jerusalem and we have to get permission, but we make sure that at the end of the appointment, their names are spelt in the tool, that's the and for their passport, the way that they want them to. So we make sure that everything's done properly. We make sure they know exactly what to bring with them. So they don't have to go once or twice or three times. We make sure they get the appointment. The day to get an appointment, if you open up the app today, the appointments are for December of 2022 or January. 2020. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing going to the bank. I mean, I was there yesterday. It, it, <laughs> it's a comic relief. I mean, just to help them again, to explain to them exactly what to bring. Um, sometimes the banks are asked questions like, how much money do you have? How much money are you bringing over? So just explain to them beforehand. You don't have to disclose everything. You can tell what you want. They just want to understand what level of banking to put you in, to explain to them about, to make sure they get a, a discount for the first year and don't pay for their credit cards because they're a lien, so get that, that fee waived. You know, it's not a lot of money, but it's something they're not used to if they're coming from North America. So that 18 shekela a month per credit card. Make sure that that's waived. To explain to them exactly what the process is, and then continue on to take them to Klita, Make sure that they're getting their their rights. Make sure that their their um, all the bank information is put into the into the computer correctly. So that they start getting their Salakliya. Understand that they have more rights. There's courses that, that they can um, get subsidized. They can get vouchers for upan. There's two types of upanim, as Lafi mentioned before. There's a basic upan that's very um, intense. It's a five days a week, five hours a day for five months. If not, everyone can do that. Today, since 2017, the government has started um, subsidizing these wonderful upans that are much smaller, much more geared to, to speaking Hebrew, not just grammar and so on. Um, So we really go through everything with them, helping them to convert their driver's license. There's so many different rules about this. If you're over a certain age, if you're taking medication, how to get through that process, there's no one to ask those questions. So we make sure that they get all of that done very, very quickly. Clients that arrived uh, four days ago are ready on their fourth appointment. And uh, we really try to make it done as quickly as possible and to make them feel that uh, they're not alone through this. Uh, you know, they reach out to us with every question and, and we try to have a, a, an answer for each one of their questions. And Hashem, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, we feel like we're really doing good.
0: Obviously, I've dealt with a lot of uh, Olim over the years in my practice. And, and one of the things I've always emphasized, the importance of, of networking. OK, you know, Israelis between uh, school, youth movements, the army are very connected. How important is it, in terms of what your experience has been, not only what you offer, but for new olim to uh, connect with old olim, or even people who came within the last two, three, four, five years? Uh, what role can they can they play in helping this whole aliyah klita process?
1: So it is very different culturally. Like the other day, I was with a bunch of Israelis. <laughs> Between like 10 Israelis, you could really conquer the world here and get so many things done. They really are so connected and everyone gets things done and helps each other. I think it's such an integral part of the aliyah and the success, the support that the olim Batakim are giving the olim chadashim. And they do it in so many ways. And I watch it. And I think especially for those, the English speakers, it's amazing. You've got different groups here, whether it's Facebook groups or WhatsApp groups. Um, People offer day-to-day guidance of where to go, what to do, doctors, uh, all kinds of professionals. And they make the olim the chadashim feel like they're not alone. And they, they're they going to please God be successful and get somewhere and really to turn to them for, for advice and especially... These groups that are that are in the different communities. If you live in a certain area, there's specific questions for that area about a school, about a shul, about a doctor, about so many different things that are for that area. And I see people give amazing support, and people use this both before and after aliyah, and only but the should keep doing it. And we're actually starting now um, such a support group with our. Uh, Olim advisors, Olim Batikim, to start a group and to really support those new people coming in because their advice is excellent. We've had uh, several uh, webinars with our um, Olim clients that have made Aliyah and people just can't get enough of it. They're giving their own advice about their own challenges, how they got through it, what they did, and people love it. It's very real, it's so helpful, and it just makes you feel like, you know, if they did it, we can do it. And everyone's kind of there together to, to, to help make this dream come true. Um, so I think it's incredible. I think it's being done very, very well, and it should just continue.
0: All right. So my last question, I'm not going to ask you about where the stock market is going or where the dollar <laughs> shekel is going. But what, we're, half, we're halfway through 2022. What are you seeing in terms of the aliyah uh, from North America or wherever your markets
2: you're dealing with for this coming year now
0: that we're so-called past COVID?
2: I think it will continue to increase, not just from North America, but from around the world for for a couple of reasons. First of all, unfortunately, anti-Semitism is on the rise, right? The incidents, and it's not just in isolated areas, it's in people's backyards. And people now for the first time are, are... concerned, right? And they're concerned about it for their own safety, for their kids' safety. And so that's kind of driving the numbers and increasing the numbers. But I think there's a a deeper thing here at play, which I'll just share with you a very short story of of a conversation that I had yesterday with a a really nice family from uh, Queens, New York. Um, I spoke to the husband and the wife, and they have four young kids, and they would tell me that they just feel like they're in, on this treadmill, in this rat race, where it's day in and day out. They go to work, they come home. They go to work, they come home. You know, the, the days, the weeks, the months, the years just go by. And they feel like they don't—they're missing something. They—they—they feel like there should be a deeper connection to something, a deeper meaning to their lives. And so they came to Israel, and they've been to Israel a few times. And when they hear, they feel like they have that connection. They feel like they have this uh, extra dimension, as I call it. And I think more and more people are realizing that. And more and more people who have been dreaming about making aliyah for many years and weren't able to because of the reasons we talked about—about not being able to find a job and the languages—now are suddenly saying to themselves, "You know what?" with some help and some guidance and proper planning, I can actually come to Israel. And not only can I come and live in Israel, but I can thrive in Israel. And so we're seeing more and more of that. And of course, the word will spread as people come to Israel. They'll tell their friends and family, you know what? Making Aliyah wasn't that bad. Life in Israel is wonderful. And I think that's going to just encourage more and more people to make Aliyah. And please guard, you know, Olim advisors can just be a small, uh, can play a small role in that just to help anyone that's been thinking about and planning and wanting to come, to actually come here and live a happy and successful life in Israel. Okay, so this
0: has been great, uh, but I'd like my listeners to know how to get in touch with you and how to learn more about what your services are. So, Lara, would you like to share with that that
1: information? Yes, absolutely. You can go onto our website. It's www.olimadvisors.com. And there's contact information there for both me and Rafi. And um, we have free consultations. We do them all the time, us and our staff. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have and help you with whatever we can. And on our website, there's also a service page that explains all the different services that we offer. Um, And reach out to us. No question uh, goes unturned and we'll be happy to help you.
0: All right, thank you. It's uh, you know, Aliyah 2022 with a company like yours, and it's uh, I'm glad to be able to share this with my listeners. And uh, as they say, B'hatzlacha, you should so have uh, continued back. success, and uh, we should have a lot, uh, a lot of New olim coming in the next year or two. Amen.
1: Thank Amen. you, thank you so much for, you. So much for having us.
2: I hope you enjoyed our
0: podcast. Feel free to visit us at www.pstein.com or look for Philip Stein and Associates on Facebook and LinkedIn.